Warning. Today's podcast is going to showcase a traumatic incident of a man who was abused by his father. So please, if you are somebody who is able to be triggered easily or has somebody under the age of 18, please take awareness that this is a traumatic incident that is also from the heart, a beautiful, beautiful transformation of one gentleman's life who has turned his trauma into his triumph, who has transformed his hardest times into something that has become his soul's purpose. So today I'm going to share with you one, a beloved client of mine and dear friend, and somebody who really contributes greatly to the world and to our community, Rue Campbell. Welcome to the Dr. Aaron podcast. This is a top spiritual psychology coach podcast to inspire and teach you how to transform your trauma, birth your soul's purpose and manifest your dreams. Hi, I'm Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity. I'm committed to bringing you the best coaching tips, spiritual advice, trauma healing and metaphysical recovery secrets. I'm here to help you monetize your spiritual gifts and love your life. I want you to know that I've been exactly where you are, and I believe in you. Together, we're awakening the world. I've just spilled some ink or something, and my mom is saying, get away, go run, go find, get away, just hide. And I'm scrabbling around trying to find somewhere to go. I know I've done something really bad. I'm going up the stairs, I'm looking in this room, I can't find anywhere there, I shut the door, I go in the next one, I can't, there's nowhere to go, I can't get out, I find these clothes in, I think, my my sister's bedroom, and I run in, and I hide behind the clothes, praying that, oh my God, what have I done, what have I done, I hear his foot, I hear this kind of, ah, opens the door, I go, Daddy, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, all I'm just saying is, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, and he goes, you will be sorry, and looks at me with this hate and anger, and I'm really fucking scared and uneasy and I don't know what to do and I want to jump out the window but I'm four stories up and I just don't know what to do I'm so so just stuck oh <laughs> he goes out and I think do I what do I do now do I run and, but I'm paralyzed so I stay and he comes back gets this big fucking shoe puts me over his knee and just starts beating me with all of his anger and venom and it just goes on and 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 he really hates me and then I, I pee myself I pee over him and I feel really bad about that he reflects on that and I just feel even more pathetic because I can't even keep that in like I'm not even man enough to be beaten or something weird like that and then I'm he goes, I'm left in the corner, and it's a moment of just, oh, and then that moment doesn't end. I'm there for a long, long time, just covered in my own pee. And I don't know, it's the next day before I'm let out of this room. And then it's, I think it's his birthday or something, and I've done him this card, and all I want to do is get his approval, and I give him this big card, and I'm like, happy birthday. And everyone pretends like it hasn't just happened. So what you just heard was a snippet of the very first E4 trauma method that I did on Rue Campbell. And so it really is the perfect time to showcase his incredible story. Um, you're going to hear about where he came from, kind of 
all this trauma to how he overcame it and his experience with E4 trauma method, soul society and working with me, and then where he is now and bringing his gifts, his message and voice to the world. But before we want to begin, I wanted to say, I'm not a psychologist. I'm a doctor of divinity, and this is our spiritual right to do our inner trauma transformational work. But if you're at home, please seek medical help or professional help. Please do not try and do your trauma work without getting certified or accredited or working with a professional, okay? So sit back and enjoy this profound interview. Man, oh man, I don't even know where to begin. I began my day in tears as I began to get prepared for this interview. I would say this is, I, don't, I haven't even had the interview yet. And I feel like this is my favorite interview ever <laughs> because today I'm having one of my dear clients and friends and peers and leaders in our industry now, Rue Campbell, who has come into my life and really blessed me with all of his relative experiences, his trauma and his heart and his sound and his music and his friendship. And I could go on and on and on. So Rue, I'm so excited to dive deep today of having you really take the audience through what it was like to be beat as a child by your father, yeah. by your family, yeah, yeah. and what that experience was from a virtual share going through the process of healing and where you are today. So first, I just want to say, hi, how are you? I'm so hi, here. <laughs> I want to say too, it's such an honor to be here with you. I think I was reflecting on my journey with you yesterday, and I think I came up with a sentence of, I've learned more from you than any other human being on the planet. And it was an amazing thing to say about anyone. But And I really sat with it. Is that really true? And I was like, I it is actually true. So thank you so much. It's been amazing. The journey with you has just been amazing. I knew from the first second of meeting you and, and being in, in presence with your consciousness that we were to work together and that you were my next teacher. And I'm so pleased I got the call and you were so available and and my life is so different now. Mm, I literally, I'm gonna cry. Like it, there's no <laughs> words. And we could go into, like I could talk to you for hours about all this because I could just yeah. go off of that one conversation forever because life is has blessings and really hard things. Mm. and you know, life as a leader has times where it's really challenging. And then moments where you have clients that literally tell you things that are the most, the greatest gift of your life. Yeah. yeah. And this is life. It's yeah, the trauma. Yeah. It's the beauty. It's all of it. And so yeah. we would be so honored for you to kind of set the tone Okay. Take us there as if we're watching a movie. What was your life like before you take us into the virtual share of the actual one of the traumatic incidences? Well, the the let's just say the curtains were always closed and the sun was not shining. And life appeared to be something that I didn't like very much. And um, people didn't seem to love each other. Um, it was very conditional. If you behaved a certain way, you got treated well. If you didn't, you were hated. I remember looking up at a a board we used to have and my sister would have all kind of gold stars and my brother's silver stars and I'd have a whole line of black dots going down and I was just forever not just not getting it right just trying desperately to be the person they wanted me to be but being unable to be that being and it was a very violent um volatile place there was no space um it was quite weird actually because my father was was quite naughty, so we were often we'd be moving house without really knowing it, and 
I'd have to have another name. And it was all really confusing. So the, the whole thing was just really confusing. So tell me, where did you, where were you born? And what... I, was, I was, I was born in Shropshire, Shrewsbury, and then, which is in the middle of England, sort of on the West side. And then, um, my, my mom was kind of, you know, um, quite lardy da and my father was sort of the opposite and they eloped and they ran away together and they had children really young. And they admitted to me later, they was just sort of living an image of what they thought they should be. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is really beautiful. And then we moved to London when I was four years old. And then I think in my father's pursuit to be good enough, I think he overextended himself a lot and bought loads of property and then got in trouble with the, the law and it all kicked off. And at one point my mom's hair fell out and her, her nails fell out and he was in prison and it was all, they were doing their wow. best, but it was an yeah. intense time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you, here you are, you, you're in England, you've, yeah. you've, you know, moved to London, you have older siblings. Yeah. I have an older sister and two younger brothers, mm-hmm. but I okay. was always like, I was always like the eldest son. I was the heir to nothing as it, as it turns out, but you know, I was, I was the one that was always in trouble for everything everyone else did. And I was the responsible one kind of thing. That was, that okay. was the role I was supposed to fulfill. Okay. And this was a dysfunctional relation, dysfunctional family, if you will. So take us there, take us to, to a traumatic incident. I want you to take it through almost like an E4 in that a virtual share. Okay. Okay. Take me there. Let's just take a breath together, everyone. And I just want to set the tone that the reason why we're doing this is, is really to help one person out there. Maybe there's one person, you know, or maybe you've gone through, you know, some really intense trauma. And, and we we're doing this so that you can know the level of trauma that someone can go through and the blessing and the purpose and calling that comes out of this. So Rue, let's just take a deep breath together and exhaling out. Take me so, there. I am, um, firstly, I'm looking at my front door and I'm willing that I don't have to go through it, but I do have to go through it. And I'm, so I'm somewhere I don't want to be, but I'm seven years old or I'm a young boy and I've just spilt some ink on the floor and I'm Mummy, I've spilled ink on the floor. What do I, what do I do? And my mother looks at me and she's like, run. She says, run. And I see the terror in her eyes and I just begin running and I'm running up the stairs and I I sort of open the bathroom and there's nowhere to hide in the bathroom. And I open my sister's room and there's nowhere to hide in there. And I open my parents' bedroom, there's nowhere to hide in there. I go out on the patio and I consider sort of jumping onto a roof, but I don't think I can make it. So I, I run back and I find a deep corner of this, my sister's room and I'm hiding in the corner underneath all of these, all of these clothes. And I'm sort of pretending I'm not there or all, all held up in the corner. And I, I hear my mum, I hear my dad from downstairs saying, what's, you know, what's, what's going on? And, and suddenly he's, at the door and he opens the door and I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, daddy, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm daddy, daddy, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, daddy, I'm so sorry. And he looks at me and he says, you will be 
and he then shuts the door again and I hear him going next door and he he's gone to the room and he's comes back with a huge gym shoe and he grabs me I think could be even by the hair and he puts me over his knee and he begins beating me with such a force such a you know he's he's really going at it and I feel a sense of warmth as he's beating me and I realize that I've urinated all over myself and him and then I I sort of he sort of gets up or looks at me disgusted and sort of um discards me into the corner and I'm left in the corner sort of underneath these clothes and I'm left there all that all that day it was it was you know it happened in the early morning and I was there all that day and then all that night and then all the next day without anyone coming in or food or anything and then I was let out that day because I'd drawn my father a birthday card and it was his birthday. Rue, what did you decide? What were the commands? You know this works so well. And someone listening in that there's commands that happen. What were those commands that you decided about yourself? The biggest one that I am bad, that I am weak, that I hurt people I love, that I'm unworthy, that I'm undeserving, that life is hard that I'm a disappointment. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, sorry. Mm -hmm. And more recently, I've realized, thanks to your help, that beneath the I am bad command was, I'm not the person you want me to be. Mm -hmm. And that's been the biggest breakthrough for me in my present relationship with my wife. Mm -hmm. So good. So... I want you to explain the commands because you know this work. We've been doing this work for a long time and you've done lots of trauma sessions and lots of past life trauma sessions and lots of all different things. Yeah. Those commands, as we know, for anyone listening in, the commands end up actually myelinating the epigenetics and actually like strangulating the DNA. It also creates an, an engram in the neurological system and it plays out in an actual command in the subconscious mind tagging to negative charged on the mental pictures. Okay. That's a lot, but basically bottom line is the commands play out like puppet strings. So tell us a little bit about how that was playing out in your life as a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, I, I actually saw in a past life that I was given away, um, as a, as a really young boy. And so I internalized then a command that I am bad. So I came into this life with that command of I am bad. And so I drew this behavior from these two beautiful people who didn't, they didn't harm my brothers or my sisters. It was just me. So I created that in that moment. And I really see my choice in that. So not only did I create the harm as it were in my family life, I then went on to I sabotage pretty much all the good that's ever happened because I'm undeserving. I'm not worthy. I have to fulfill the identity of being that little beaten boy who's left in the corner. So, you know, whenever something got too good or too amazing, I would unconsciously sabotage it, you know, and Mm -hmm. that became even the most evident that was, was with my deal with with DreamWorks. You know, I got, I got signed for a million dollars and I never felt like I had the money. I never, I sort of pretended it wasn't there. And it was a a comment from my bookkeeper who said, Rue, you know, this is your money. And I was like, 
I didn't even answer. I couldn't. It's like my my determination to be that command of I'm not good enough, I'm bad, I'm unworthy was so strong in me that I couldn't assume ownership of all of that money. And and I and I and it just all kind of disappeared into lawyers and bookkeepers and managers. And I never really had any of it because I just wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. And then and then in my relationship now, and I've been you know, I, I'm lucky enough to have met my beloved and I've had years and years of, of abundant love, yet I'm still always the bad one. And I get pulled into victim abuser consciousness with her. If I'm not really sort of on it, I get pulled into being the one that's let them all down, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe also I had all this promise, you know, I, I, I was quite a high achiever as a child bizarrely you know straight a student and and quite gifted and yet i was always disappointing everybody because mm, you know i mm-hmm. could never quite yes do it but this is a very very advanced conscious conversation here and if you're listening in please know that you know if you were abused or raped or whatever it doesn't mean that you you know it's hard for people to get like you created that and it's and we want to acknowledge anybody listening in to say that, hey, you're not bad that you created this. But when you really deeply, deeply, deeply do the work, you do have the revelation of how it is all created in mind and how those limited beliefs set like a energetic. Yeah. And it's like, it literally is, you could say the law of attraction, but it's you know way, way more intricate than what how it's been explained. But that is the self-fulfilling prophecy of that. That's how powerful we are. The moment that we decide we're not enough, that it sets the polarity of the entire universal law into motion. Make sure that 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 veil, that you know, lens is looked through, and that energetic match has to be matched. Yeah. So, Rue, I just want to acknowledge you. Like you're full on enlightened, you know, boat of being here, like truly. And I'm so incredibly excited for your gifts to actually go out to the world. You know, you, as you know, and for people out there that were in the community, Ruth sung a song at one of the retreats a little while back. And it was literally, I think the best song I've ever heard in my entire life, no exaggeration. And you still haven't published it. No, I'm really bad. I mean, I'm getting better. But let's let's talk about that. Let's do a little session. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but I know that it's coming out, and I know that you're working. We're working on a bunch of stuff for. Yeah. I believe that you are somebody that is going to mark the world with so much love and frequency that it's going to shatter reality for people out there. And that's absolutely where I hold you at all points in time. Beautiful. And I'm learning to hold myself there too, Dr. Mm-hmm. E. Yes. Yeah. So let's good. talk a little bit about your experience in with E4 and society. Okay. And that's that's yeah. one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> okay. Um, because, you know, just this morning I was doing an E4 with a client and, you know, that was another thing I, I came to. Dr. Aaron is like the Swiss army knife. Of resolving the human condition. <laughs> I love it. Yes. It's my new tagline. My first E4 was extraordinary. And um, um, I knew then that that was the next thing for me to learn. And, but what I didn't know then 
was the journey of that was so beautiful. I didn't know that that led me to a place where I feel more and more like the amplifier of the universe sort of thing without anything in the way. And every E4 I've done, and I've done loads of them, you learn more about yourself, you learn more about consciousness. That's the other thing I didn't, I, I wasn't aware of the beauty of consciousness and how much we can play in consciousness. And I honor you, Dr. Aaron, in creating a society and a place, a school of consciousness. I mean, it's like Harry Potter on steroids in the real world. Do you know what I mean? It's for someone like me, it's just, I can't believe my luck to train my consciousness, which is just the most incredible possibility. And again, I said, you know, I've I've been in communes where I've worn a robe and I've meditated all day. Nowhere near as conscious <laughs> oh, as, so as getting on so into society. So the, the community is amazing. The E4 is an incredible. I, I remember doing um lots of Tony Robbins and I became aware of coaching and life coaching and all this. And it, it was all great. And I was like, good, you know, we can make changes, identity creates, but there was no place for real trauma. So I was looking for where do people who have real trauma, like I know I do, where do we go? And then I found you and the E4. And that's been such a breakthrough to me. And and then to share that with everyone I love. I mean, everyone I know, I do E4 on. You know, we I do it with my brother, my sister. Oh, my oh that just makes me so happy. We yeah. all do it because it's just, for me, it's just got to be done. It's just like, well, before you try anything, just do your trauma work because you're going to sabotage it, you know. Someone said to me just today, why can't we just cry? And I was like, listen, we can just cry and you can do control crying. You can do breath work. But if you don't have a change in consciousness, you're just going to go right back to where you were before. So that's the key. E4, you design this method that unites the releasing of emotion with a change of consciousness. And that shit stinks. I mean, sticks. <laughs> sticks. <laughs> but I do, I agree. And I think that people don't understand, right? They don't, you can't teach enlightenment you have to experience enlightenment yeah. so what we find as i'm sure with you is like you go in thinking i just want to heal this pain i just want to end some of the suffering i just want to end some of the stuck patterns yeah. but what you come out with is like a whole new revelation yeah i mean that that's another crazy thing is that you know i ended up back in the commune in india understanding the wisdom of the ancients which i didn't think it would go there at all yes now i'm sitting nestled in between the east and the west fully integrated also it's not pie in the sky it's really grounded you know it's abundance it's prosperity it's loving those you love it's earning what you want to earn it's getting this world working for you it's not hiding in a cave wishing things were different do you know what i mean it's yeah it's really good yeah it's so good you know i always yeah. think about you because you know you're a musician and as you're I always think of trauma work like a piano player. Yeah. So like a piano player can play full chords and do everything and have artistry. And I think about it like our DNA, like the DNA is almost like we get to play our DNA, but yeah. if we have trauma, it's like having a stuck where your piano keys aren't working and you can't play yeah. the song that you want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do think that, I do think that music is the highest frequency. It's the highest, most beautiful art on this planet, yeah. especially even voice is so beautiful. Yeah. But so just, I don't know, just whatever it is that you want to say for yourself around music and how it's impacted you with, with your ability, because you already had so many abilities yeah. to do the music anyway. I did. Um, 
music for me is a place of extreme vulnerability so it's a place where i have to be honest and that has closed doors and open doors and i think that's probably why my dreamworks records stayed on the shelf because i'm not sure it was fully honest and mm. you know that it, that it quite had the honesty and that i was ready really and maybe i was doing it for different reasons as well like that that's something else you find through the e4s is you get to a point when you when you're releasing all the pent-up anger all the emotions all the judging all the all the stuff you've been turning ultimately on yourself when you release all of that you begin creating and sharing from a different source it's like you begin creating from a source of purity it's not for anything yeah. it's not so you can be mm. a pop star or so you can earn money or so it's not it's just for the joy of the doing of it for the being of it and that that's a huge thing that feels different to me now just the joy of being who i am because what i've realized is that I might not be the person you want me to be, but I'm the person yeah. I want to be. <laughs> yes, I love it. You know, there's so much buzz right now, of course, around intergenerational trauma, oh, yeah. past life yeah. regressions. Now, I think we, I don't know if we're, I'm sure other people do past life regression trauma, but, and then yeah. of course, codependency trauma and on and on and on. So yeah. the cool thing just for people out there that if you're listening, you know, that it's not just one thing like e yeah. trauma method we use it no matter what if it's if you're yeah. dealing with um you know being abused or if you're dealing with a breakup from last week or if you're dealing with you know um things like it, traumas that have come down your intergenerational traumas but it's the same process which is so amazing about the e4 and stuff yeah. but i want them i want you to tell people where they can find you first of all your music okay number one because the most important thing is for them to find your music and well, then, i've made it very yes. hard <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think if you Google Rue Campbell, R-U-U Campbell, I'm on iTunes, Spotify, you know, I'm around. And um, there's a record, Heart Song was my last record, which is a beautiful record. And I've got a, mm -hmm. a new record I'm I'm writing at the moment, which hopefully will be out in the spring next year called Kiss of the Stars, you know, yes. featuring that song you love <laughs> and many more. And, I'm, and it's also, I'm also... Because we love prayer, don't we, Doctor E? And, yes, and I'm learning, do. I'm learning a lot about the power of intention, and just so I'm also doing music that is quite prayer based now. That that is healing. Like I've got a forgiveness track, and I am the I am track, which is kind of meditative, kind of mantra like. Because I quite react to mantras and their lack of creativity, so I'm trying to sort of birth that too so yeah there's lots coming it's very yeah I'm very so excited much, by so it. much i'm so and then also you are working with teen boys yeah yeah i've just set up something called divine prince which is mm. I, I i realized that i had a big awakening um when i did a a, a sort of kundalini dynamic meditation when i was sort of i don't mm. know 18 where you shake and then you dance yes. and, and everything went everything changed from that moment i knew i had to go and study in india which i did i went off and started in this commune it was amazing and they gave me the name I took sannyas right I, I dedicate my life to awareness and um, that was in 1994 and they gave me the name Devaraj which means divine prince so oh as I was sitting God. in meditation I was like it's got to be called divine prince and I'm oh, I love that it. so much <laughs> I love that so, yeah yeah and I think it's it's so amazing because I think what you said earlier because a lot of children that are beat by their parents a lot of times they'll become what might be labeled 
a borderline or, you know, where they don't have an identity and they're looking for identity. So I think what you said earlier is really imperative for people to understand. And we don't believe in titles. We don't believe in, you know, your borderline or your, you know, codependent, or we just don't believe in those titles. We believe that it's, we get to create ourselves from this moment forward in a new thought, um, knowing that we've, we are creators, we're divine creators. So I would love it if you want to pray us out. Oh, that's so beautiful. Okay. So I will ask all of you just to put your hands together and just indulge us for a moment. Put your hands together and rub your hands together and just feel those, feel your fingertips brushing against each other and just know you're cleaning all the 10 planetary aspects of self. And as you're rubbing those, feel the, feel the tension in your hands, cleaning all the field around you in and outside. The first thing we do is we acknowledge the oneness of all things, that your hands come to rest by your heart. I acknowledge the oneness of all things, that oneness that's always been and will always be, that is and of everything, all the past, all the future, all your enemies, all your friends, all the wrongdoing, all the right doing, all the triggers and the triumphs. And then there is no separation between me and that. I get to be that. I am the I am. I am the universe. I am that unmanifest power manifest in this body. There's no phone call I need to make, no bridge I need to cross, no river I need to swim across. I am there. I am the I am. And as the I am, I declare that I am reaching millions and millions of hearts worldwide, that I am truth that we are healed, that we are whole, that we are the true free expression of all we've come here to be. That I'm singing the song I came to sing. In my heart, I see us all radiant light, warm, cherished, wanted, loved, held, as together we say, Dr. E. And, and so. so it is. Yes. Oh my gosh. My heart is so full, so full. And I just want to say thank you for, from the community as well. You know, we have mostly women, as you know, and they're about 99% women and we have amazing uh, divine masculine in there as well. And I just want to say you add so much to I mean, I've, I don't think we've ever had somebody so many revered, like you were so revered in the community. It's, it's really amazing. And I'm just so blown away by, you know, a spirit that could be abused by their father, how loving you are. And it's really, really profound. It's really beautiful profound. that in, in the, in the E4 as well, you go back and you see who you are, you know, before all that. And I, and I am just a really loving, sweet, little boy you know just just that means well for everyone and you get to learn that about yourself or maybe you distrusted yourself before you know yes and you so, and you girls are amazing just so you know yeah thank you <laughs> thank you so i just want to read one thing because rue kind of had to put in his story to come on here so that he could distill it down and stuff and i was reading through all of it i just want to read one thing for anybody out there that if you are still going through some tumultuous times maybe even being abused by your family there was a time for Rue, and he had grown up in a very violent and volatile 
family. But there was a moment, he says in here, he was in Spain, he was about 10 or 11 years old. And his family was out um, kind of on the run, if you will. And in a moment, he went, he walked up away from his parents. He walked out, I believe, which was out in the woods on a plateau, about 100 meters away from his family. And he sat there under the stars. And in that moment, he describes how he felt the bliss of his first time in his life. He felt that oneness. He felt that allness, that divine nature, the divine prince, if you will. And so we want to say that anybody's out there, that we see you, we're with you now. We're with you spiritually right now. And we know that when you're ready to heal, there are answers, whether it be through coming into soul society and getting trained, whether it be working through Rue, because he does work one-on-one -on -one as well. And wherever that is, we know that spirit's going to guide you perfectly to the perfect place, the perfect community, and the perfect healing modalities. We love you. We love you. Yes, we love you. Thank you, Rue, for sharing your heart and your life. Oh, thank you, Dr. Aaron. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Really. Mm -hmm. you. Okay, you guys, you can find Rue. Why don't you tell them where you can find him again? It's just Rue on Campbell on social media as well. Yeah, Rue Campbell and at Rue Meditations on Instagram and Rue.world on, you know, for my website. Okay, cool. So it's R-U-U. And then yeah, Campbell. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. you guys. Thank have you a so blessed much. day and may you live your truth. May you live your truth. Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. Amazing. You hold the sun. I hold the moon. Give our smiles to the rivers flowing through. Be there. As your face rises above it all, embracing all the things in your heart, all the smiles in your heart, all the struggle, every step along the path in your heart, turning all the cold towards your soul. No one knows, no one knows what it is you fall. Digging from the gold mine of it all. Give me the tuning into the Dr. Aaron podcast. If you're ready to reprogram your subconscious mind, 
transform your trauma and birth your soul's calling, or if you're ready to become an accredited certified spiritual psychology coach and E4 trauma method facilitator and get trained in spiritual psychology, universal law, intergenerational trauma work, past life regression work, metaphysics of mind, and so much more, go to soulciety.com or drerin.tv. If you're receiving value from the show, I would love it if you share it with a friend and give it a five-star review. Also, you can join me in one of my live free trainings. You can find it right on the website as well, or in my bio link across all social media. I'm drerin.tv across all platforms. D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. Have a beautiful day and may you live your truth.